everybody to this edition of the big dog show i am your host big dog and it has been a while since you've heard the big dog huh yeah july 4th was the last show that we did for you folks and i want to appreciate your patience and uh, i took a little bit of a sabbatical a vacation period if you will and uh, just enjoying the summer of course mama cat took on a, a brand new job you know a new career uh, change and uh, we've been you know focusing on that a little bit and want to congratulate Mama Cat. Uh, she's become the assistant manager of the historic Hotel Nichols out in South Haven, Michigan. So folks, you know, um, if you're ever in South Haven, Michigan, uh, vacationing or visiting, be sure to book, okay, please book your next stay at the Hotel Nichols. That's if they've got some openings. Now this, this time of year is peak season, but if you can get yourself in there, please do. Um, just a great place located in downtown South Haven, Michigan. But uh, today's show is going to, fan, uh, yeah, not fancy, but today's show is going to focus on camping. A little bit of our camping trip that I just took. Uh, I'm doing this show as we speak right now on the 8th of August. You will have, you know, more shows as we go. Um, this camping trip started on the 6th and went through the 7th and we came home today. And so made it home, you know, safe and sound. Got a vintage camper. I, I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show. I think I covered that. But we have a 1979 Coachman vintage camper that, you know, we've done a little work to it. It, it needs need some more things. I think we're probably going to apt, you know, to sell it here. Uh, if not, at the end of this season, maybe next. Because uh, we've used it for local. I don't know that I would want to live in it full time, which is one of our plans. But uh, let's get back to what I was talking about. So camping. And it's more like glamping, you know, because you're in a camper. And I'm happy with going off-grid. Uh, we don't as yet have, uh, you know, a generator or a power block. So we're kind of, you know, in a rock and hard place. So if we go someplace, we definitely have to make sure in hot weather that we've got electric hookup and possibly water. Water I can put in my white tank. For those of you who don't know that campers have a black tank and a white tank. Some have gray. Um which would be the gray tank would be, you know, uh, some of the uh, water you use for dishes and things of that nature would go in that tank for you to empty and clean out, uh, you know, because you're using water from your white tank, which you fill with drinking water or just regular use water. That's up to you. And then you have a black tank, which is your sewage, you know, for your, for your toilet, you know, if you, if you have a toilet in your camper. Uh, we've got a white and a black. Uh, it looks to me as if like any of our gray water goes, well, it does, it goes into our black tank, uh, and empties that, that way. Um, so, you know, um, we go to take this trip and, uh, the trip revolves around the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival, uh, parade, which happens on the, you know, the Saturday, uh, determined date, uh, this is August 7th this year. And, uh, you know, I don't think it varies too much, but I do know towards the end of the festival is when they, you know, have this grand parade. And we've been in it almost every year. Uh, geez, almost nine, ten years running. I think we only missed a year due to COVID. 
So they brought it back this year, and we went up there to stay. And my premise was I'm going to bring the camper up. I'm going to spend the night Friday night, just kind of set up, chill, uh, relax a little bit, and then meet with my peeps Saturday morning, and uh, we'll do the parade. And if anybody wants to uh, walk town in our Ghostbuster garb. And by the way, that's why we're at the parade, folks, is I head up the Great Lakes Ghostbuster Coalition. And so some of the guys from Kalamazoo and we had uh, Crystal, uh, God bless her little heart, came down from Traverse City. She represented uh, Cherry Capital. Um, You know, they were in attendance and we had the Michigan Beetlejuice with us, my friend Chris Jenkinson. And uh, we did the parade. Okay, so we had two cars, got two Actos, and we got people that walked. And and we had a great time. Um, But let me back up to Friday. So... I had stayed at this particular campground, um, and I'm not going to put the name out here on the show. Uh, needless to say that I'm going to go on and uh, add to some of the scathing reviews that have been put up lately. And now, normally I wouldn't do that, okay? We had stayed here before a few years back, a couple times, a couple times. And it was old It was old and quaint. It's, it's right off of, I believe, Highway 31, right up there in Holland, uh, just a little bit north of Holland. Uh, just before you, you know, you're going in towards uh, Grand Haven there in, in Michigan, and um, I mean you're right by the road, and if you've got a campsite that's close to the road, you hear traffic at night. But you know me, I can I can sleep through that. Everything, and it was fine. It, it was an old antiquated campground. I mean, when we used it a couple of years ago, uh, the pool was working. You know, some things were looking a little old and a little rundown. Uh, but you've got, uh, you know, some people who own and run this thing. They're in their 80s. At least I know that I met um, uh, the female owner, and I think she told me she was 83, 84. And I'm not here to throw any dis- dispersions at them because I don't know them as people. She was very kind and, and, and courteous. But I got to tell you, it definitely is not what it used to be. It is, is far from what it used to be. In fact, one month ago, they had a deadly camper fire and killed the woman, uh, you know, burned to death in the camper. Uh, it's important as a story because, you know, this is where I went to camp. Now, I, I had thought that I had seen the report on our local Fox News affiliate about this deadly fire. And, uh, you know, they named the campground and I kind of caught the last bit of it. And I was pretty sure, you know, that that was the same place that I had stayed before. Now, having said that, I wasn't 100%, you know. Um, other things came along. I got busy with other things, so I just, you know, I, I put it out of sight, out of mind. So as it came time to book a campsite for this weekend, of course, I waited way too long because, you know, not knowing 100% a couple weeks out that we were going to do this parade for sure or not, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been up there. So having said that, this was the only place that had an opening. I'm like, well, you know, I stayed there a few years ago, and I said, man, I, I am pretty sure this place had a deadly fire, you know. Um, but, you know, that's here and there. Things happen. And so, uh, you know, I get my stuff together on Friday, and I get the camper ready, and it's, it's, I'm stocked with food to get me through the weekend, uh, make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. Now, mind you, too, part of this story is going to revolve around me buying a brand new electrical cord for this camper. Now, when we inherited this this project, I won't say inherited because we, we purchased this this for probably more than I should have paid. Okay? Um, 
I went and spent $65 on a brand new RV cord. I mean, heavy duty. It's what it's supposed to be. It's the actual cord because the one that we had with this was something that somebody put together from an old extension cord. And, you know, you can buy these kits and you can take them apart and you can hand wire them. And, and you know, this thing was working. It was working. Um, I noticed with one of my extension cords, again, being way too long, that we were getting a little heat and that you know that means something's not grounded properly uh, and or it's not rated to handle the 30 amps you know uh, that this thing draws especially when you turn the air conditioner on the camper so having said that you know i went and bought i looked online said you know i really need to get my act together with you know the electrical cordage and, and some other things um, earlier this year i had already gotten in and repaired the white water tank because there had been a leak out of the back of the uh, camper and the ba bathroom floor on the back of that is just soft as a sponge i mean not that bad but it's soft and that's where the water leak was a, a one little three inch hose had come loose from the water pump and whoever had this before me uh you know i don't think they knew that and water was just running into the floor out the back of this this poor camper well that's been fixed and it, of course i've used uh, flex paste folks guys got campers and and you're looking to plug holes and repair some things that stuff is amazing i went and bought a little container of flex paste and i covered up all the holes that had been caused by the rot um, i thought about using expanding foam but man when that expands it gets everywhere the flex play paste just you know you fill it in, in the hole and, and it hardens up into a rubber uh even better than rubber and uh, it just works better so after i did that i went and took truck bed coat Yes, that's right, you heard me. I took truck bed coat that you can buy in a can, shook it up, and, and covered the inside, uh, you know, of the storage areas and where I could get where all this water had been leaking, and at least waterproofed it and covered the top where all the damage had been. Uh, I still haven't gotten to underneath, but most of that's plugged from the top. Um, so that's fixed. Uh, I had to look at some plumbing on issues, but I still, ha I still have to sort out, but I do have running water. Uh, only cold water. I will not use the water heater because it's corroded and rotted. Uh, again, it was, it's was it been leaking. No one took care of it. Same with our, our gas heater that's in the camper. Uh, we have a propane system on there, but I won't use it because it's all old. And again, somebody's rigged a bunch of stuff and uh, it, it looks bad too. So, you know, we will not be using that. Now, as far as heat goes, we used an electric heater in there, and we used a thing called a uh, little heater buddy, and that takes these little canisters. And we actually had to turn that off uh, several times. We gave it a test in the winter, uh, you know, with win windows shut, obviously. Uh, we'd crack one because if you're going to be using any kind of, you know, propane heat system in a enclosed area, you know, you, want, you don't want to de deplete all the oxygen, okay? Trust me, that's a thing. So cracked the window, we tried that out, heat's immaculate. So let's get back to the cordage. So got the cord, now we're running amp, pulling amps like we're supposed to, everything's good, uh, because when I would turn the air conditioner on, it would knock out my uh, fuse box here in my house, you know, just on that one board, it'd knock out the circuit. You know, and you have to go down and reset it and reset it and reset it. Well, since I got this new cord, uh, and I used the adapter that was with the camper when we got it, and I plugged that into a shorter cord because, again, none of my outlets are near where I, I want them to be, of course. And no problem whatsoever. Running the air, uh, you know, I, I ran it two days straight in that camper. And it gets so cold in that camper, you actually have to turn it down 
I mean, you know, almost where it hurts. That's how cold it'll get, which I'm thankful for that. It's working great. The refrigerator works great. Got running cold water. Um, as far as cooking goes, I've got a, a two uh, or a one burner Coleman uh, deal that takes, you know, the little aerosol can propellants. And I love that. And, and for our cooking needs, like I said, man, we're glamping, right? So I've told you I bought the cord. Okay, we're to that point. I've covered it and covered it and covered it. So everything's working great here. So I know, hey, I'm golden. Um, so wherever I go, I plug in, I'm, I, I'm good. I don't have any more issues. So I thought. So I uh, leave Friday and uh, take a nice leisurely drive up north. It was great. Uh, I pulled in probably around 3 p.m. Okay, that's also important to the story. About 3 o'clock, I pull in, I pay, I talk with the lady. I even mentioned the swimming pool. Now, mind you, I haven't taken a look at the swimming pool. I can see it from across where the office is, but I can't see, you know, anything other than there's the pool sitting there. I can't tell if it's got water in it or not. That's also important to this trip experience. So um, I mentioned to her that I, you know, I loved the pool and how cold it was when we were here a couple years ago. And she's like, oh, wonderful, you know, and doesn't say anything to me about the pool otherwise, right? Doesn't say anything to me about that. It's not even listed. Doesn't say anything about the pool being out of commission, which, which it was. I guess I'll just jump to that, which it was. There wasn't any water in it or nothing. It's not even, yeah, it's not even being used. It's not open. Um, and if you go to their webpage, they boast about their pool and all these great amenities and electric and water and everything. Yeah, it's a big fat lie. Okay. All of it's a big fat lie. Um, I was happy because I paid 80 for two nights. Maybe that's expensive. I don't know for an RV. Uh, I figured that's 40 a night. I mean, I, I would, would have been more comfortable with, you know, around 30, 35 bucks a night. You know, if that makes any sense, because I've stayed at a place where I only paid, I only paid $38 a night. And trust me, it's 10, not even 10, 100 times better than this place. So, and that's Calhaven Trail uh, Outpost, by the way. Okay. Calhaven Outpost Campground out near South Haven. Check it out. Um, so I get there and uh, she says, okay, you're 73 and it's right by the washroom. So I'm like, I'm happy. I'm near the showers and the bathroom. And I see the spot, two spots over from 73, and the spot is browned, and the tree looks like it's absolutely went through a fire, and I see orange cones, and now it snaps into, you know, snaps into place to my mind that that's where they had that camper fire. And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, and I'm in the paranormal for real, too. You all know that. So it doesn't bother me. I mean, somebody died horrifically there. That is, in itself is a tragedy and really effing sad. Uh, just terrible and so I, I go to back in and she comes over now she's watching me and she's walking back and forth and she's nice as could be about it but then she's like well you just need to go a little to the left away from the tree now mind you I can see everything fine in my mirrors I'm not near the tree I'm not near her water spigot uh, she goes well I don't want you to run into that water spigot now granted I could have went around and pulled through and she told me no because she didn't want me to hit the water spigot now Folks, the water spigot is near a tree, which I wouldn't even come close to tagging it with anything. So finally, she goes, well, just go ahead and pull around. I think that'll work easier for you. And I, and I was fine. You know, I was just having to get the angle to back it up because trust me, I'm good at backing up this trailer or this camper. I keep calling it a trailer. It's a camper. So 
I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make her happy. So I pull back out. I pull around. I pull through, and I'm in a good spot. I'm thinking, oh, this is great. I'm in the shade of the tree. She goes, well, you know, just, just go ahead and move over to 80. I think I'd rather have you over in 80. And I'm just, I'm bewildered. I'm like, well, okay. I guess if, if, if you're more comfortable with me over there, yeah, I think it will be better for you. It'll work out better for you over there, and you're not near so many people pulling through by the drive there and, you know, by the washroom coming and going all night. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't, didn't really care. So I pull over, and which is directly, I mean, diagonally to the right of me where I'm at. So I, I, I pull out. I go over there. Um, oh, mind you, I've already unhooked and everything. So now i gotta, I got to hook back up. <laughs> I hadn't plugged in yet. I got to hook back up, put everything, you know, take the wheel chocks back and put the trailer back on the, you know, on the ball hitch. So I'm like, oh man. So I do all that. I pull it over there and the neighbors are out. Uh, they're, they have a huge, you know, drivable uh, house basically. Um, and nice people, nice could be. And uh, I've said, well, I guess I'll be your neighbor and I'm pretty quiet. And they're like, oh, nice to meet you. We talk for a minute. And he goes, well, good luck with your electric. It's the first thing out of his mouth. I'm like, oh? He's like, yeah. He goes, you know, we haven't even had ours. We've been here a couple of days. And uh, first day I plugged it in, blew up my, it blew out my, my microwave. I mean, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, like your, like your power switch, you know, like your breaker and your thing. He was like, no, it actually blew my, ruined my microwave. Blew my, it, it was like a pick, kickback and it blew my microwave out. Like oh he goes yeah and the guy next to me they have a brand new TV in theirs and and it was another big drivable you know RV like this one almost same color and uh, I it blew his TV up and they couldn't keep their power on so they've been sitting there for so the conversation goes that they both have been sitting there for two days not being able to have power but luckily they they can run their motor because they have generators they have self generators but you know he doesn't really want to do that because that burns gas. And so my thought process says, well, why don't you talk to him about it and get your money back? He goes, well, I have, and they've said one thing or another, and the guy's supposed to come around and fix it here. And I haven't seen him yet, and that was two days ago. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go, right? So I get my trailer off the ball hitch. I set the camper up. I go to plug in. I'm all set. I pulled out chairs. I got my, my situation set up. I should have known better. And I go to plug in and nothing. I plug into the next one, nothing. I go to the site that's to the right of me, which is now 74, nothing. I have enough to reach the third site. I have enough extension cord because I always bring extras, which I shouldn't do because, again, that's not real safe. But, you know, I, I needed to have, you know, my, at least my refrigerator running. And, and I want to tell you, too, by the way, folks, it's 88-plus degrees when I get there. It was 89 yesterday. Well, actually over 90. So I'm thinking i got to have air conditioning too. There's no way I'm going to sleep in this tonight. No power, nothing. I wait and I wait. All of a sudden this guy shows up, a little Hispanic guy, and he's like, so you having trouble with your electric? I said, well, I think you're having trouble with yours because I've tried all three of these boxes. Now, I'm not an electrician. I, I don't claim to be, but let's get one thing straight. I understand how electricity works. I do. I wire lights up on my ectomobile. I mean, you know, the the thing works for me at home. So I know there's nothing wrong with my system. Nothing at all. I know that. I even went in and checked my breakers before this guy uh, came, and I turned my breaker on and off with it, with my electrical plugged in, and the microwave would come on for a second, it beep, and then it would go off. 
and it was tripping my breaker instantly, which tells me something's wrong. Now, gets his little meter out. He checks, the, he checks that, and I even can see, I'm looking over his shoulder, it's not giving the appropriate balanced out readings on the outlet. He goes, well, it, you know, it's working. It's working enough that it should give you electricity. And I said, well, do you have a tester? He's like, no. So I go get my tester, which you plug it into an outlet of a house. It doesn't matter anywhere. You know, 115, 30 amp, it doesn't matter. Um, so I have one with an adapter on it so I can plug it into like, you know, 120 and that kind of thing. And so I plug it in, the light doesn't come on. And I move it around a little bit and it's flickering, you know, and, but it won't come on. It won't stay on. So it's something with their system, right? And I said, well, you know, the people on the left of me, they've been waiting two days. I said, so I'm going to have to have electricity. He goes, well, what kind of plug are you using? So he then per proceeds to go over to my brand new, brand new. I mean, still got the zip ties on it and everything. I haven't clipped those off yet. And he's like, well, you know, this is supposed to be flat, you know, and th so that door can close. So if you get rain, I said, no, this is a waterproof deal. That's why I bought it. I don't have to have that door closed. This thing is completely sealed. It's waterproof. Once I plug it in, it's good to go. That was another thing I made sure of because I, I can't find the flat deal. Anyway, it's a 79, blah, blah, blah. And proceeds to tell me that it's my cord. I'm like, nah, it's not my cord. So he checks that on the end. He goes, yeah, this one you know, looks good. And again, that one I can see we're, we're getting a balanced you know, uh, amperage reading and everything. So, and, and a proper ground. So then he takes the, my adapter and um, he looks at that and he's like, well, you don't have a thing to plug into the, you know, to the plug property. I said, yeah, I do. I have an adapter. My daughter just brung it up. Brung it up. My daughter was there, by the way, part of the story. I had to have Elise bring my adapter because I had forgot it. <laughs> I, so thank you, Elise. I don't want to leave her out of the story. Uh, Elise and her girlfriend, Frankie, brought that up to me. Uh, so I said, no, because this is what I plug into this. It's an adapter to handle the ground for this extension cord to plug into 120 at my house, which I plug into an outlet into my home, and it does not blow any fuses or nothing, doesn't get warm. I run my air conditioner. I'm telling the whole story. Guy won't listen to me. Well, it's this. You need to rewire this because this, this, I think this has a loose connection in it. Now, okay, now that's the one that came with the camper. Hopefully I haven't lost any of you. So that's one that came with the camper. So at this junction uh, of this, this issue, I said, well, that's fine. I'll take it apart. I'll rewire it, and we'll see what happens. I take it apart. takes about an hour. My daughter and Frankie are just awesome folks. They go and get us Chinese food. We have some dinner. Uh, so I work on it while they're there, and uh, I get it all rewired. And, I, and it, you know, it needed a cleaning and whatnot. I cleaned it out, put the whole thing back together. And mind you, you can buy these three-pronged, uh, outlet adapters at Blaine's. I almost bought another one. Uh, you can get them at Blaine's and that's what you do. You take an open-ended cord that's met for it that has, you know, uh, two, two cords for the power and one for the ground. Uh, you know, they're color-coded and it tells you what to do, right? Right where to put them. So I put them back in the order, cleaned them up with a wire brush. I mean, they're now, they, it looks brand new, you know. Plug it in and still nothing. I don't even, because they each have, each of my plugs have lights on them too, by the way. So when the power's running accurately through these cords, there's a, there's a, there's a light so I can see them at night, you know, that, I, that I've got power. Nothing and nothing. And now it's getting dark. This is how long this has gone on. It's now getting dark. It's after 9 o'clock. 
and I've had it. So I go to the office. Of course, they're closed. Uh, there's a lady that sits in this huge RV. They're there all the time. It's the same one that's been there since I camped years ago. I, I knock on her door. So you're watching TV. said, hey, sorry to bother you. Um, I got an issue. I, look, I've got stuff in the fridge. I've got to have electricity. I don't know about these other people next to me. That's their problem. But, you know, I'm, I either get electricity or I'm going to demand and you get that owner out here and I'm going to get my money back and then I'm going to go somewhere else. And I want my money back if I do not get electricity in this park. You know, um, now, now, mind you, I ain't found out about the pool yet. That's still coming. I know I told you in advance, but that's that that's still coming in the story. And before we get to the rest of that story, before we leave off, um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll have some music, and I'll be back for more right after this. And we're back. Thanks for hanging in there with me. I appreciate it as always. And so where we left off is, hey, go move over to camp. Site 23 is what, what this lady offers up to me. Um, you know, I went up to her and talked to her and said, listen, I either get electricity or I'm going to leave and then I'll come back and get my money back, you know, tomorrow. So it's now dark, darker than dark. Uh, my daughter helps me, you know, locate the site. It's on the backside of this campsite and uh, real quiet back there. But, you know, now I got neighbors on either side of me, which, yeah, I would have preferred where I was. I mean, I had the one, but, you know, the one side was open, you know, where I sit outside the camper. So no big deal. But mind you, before I set anything up, before I do anything, and before I even unhook the uh, camper from the ball hitch, I went and plugged in. And, of course, the box for that site doesn't work. No electricity. I tried both outlets. I'm like, man, come on, you know. And my daughter's like, well, the one next to you, Dad, they got power and they're plugged in, so try the plug below them. Now, they're plugged into uh, like a 50-amp. Like they have a huge thing, and there's 15-amp plug-ins up top. If you don't know the difference, feel free to look it up. So I see below, you know, the 120s are free. So I try the top one and nothing. I'm like, man, this place is just a shit hole already. Already, before I even see anything else, which you're going to hear about here shortly. So <clears throat> I try the bottom one, and bang, it comes on. I'm like, okay, now how long is this going to last? So I tell Elise, go in the camper, you know, microwave's on, lights are working. I'm like, all right, turn the air on. So she turns the air on, doesn't break the switch, doesn't blow, uh, cord's not getting hot. I'm like, finally. So now, like I said, it's dark. Um, so I'm unloading everything, put our little mat out front, put our chairs out. I got some firewood out, you know, uh, didn't do a fire because it, it was so hot by that time. Uh, and I mean, I, I tried to sleep through it with the windows open uh, for about an hour. I could take it and then I couldn't. So I had to turn the air on. At least, in the, you know, they left. At least and Frankie left. And, uh, you know, they had to work the next morning and you had to come back here and check on the dogs here at our house. So went through that. I woke up, you know, not angry. I, I made myself a meal and a nice little meal and went to bed and uh, got up refreshed and went down to the showers, uh, thought I'd, you know, get in a quick shower and, and shave and everything. So I'm clean for the parade that morning. I got up about six 30, didn't have to be up there till nine 30, 10 o'clock, you know, up in Grand Haven. So I get, I go to go in the shower room and of course it stinks. Um, the floor is filthy. Uh, the shower, uh, deals are real tiny. I forgot about that. 
you know, the shower stalls are tiny. Now I'm, I'm six foot, you know, two, and I'm about, I'm pushing about 245 or just a little bit better. And, um, could barely fit in there. I turn on the water and no water pressure folks. I mean, I could have poured water quickly, you know, more quick, more quickly from a cup than I could have what was coming out of the shower. I try the next one, same thing. I go to the one on the end, same thing. I give up. So I stay there. I, I let the water run as best it can. I, I get a shower, shave my head. You know, it took forever because the water's hardly running. And, uh, you know, got soaped up and clean and felt good. And I thought, well, you know, I got my shave. So I shaved out in the sink. And the water pressure in the sink was fine. Just El Bizarro. So shaved my face. Um, then I realized, hey, you know, that morning sabbatical. So I go to use the restroom. They don't have a handicap one, which... I tend to like to use uh, just due to my leg problems and my hips starting to bother me. I have a little more room in there to, you know, take care of business and clean myself and whatnot. Just going to be, you know, up front. And no, no, every stall in there, uh, you can barely fit into it. Uh, They're dirty as hell. I wiped mine all the way down by hand first before I used it. Mind you, I got to go pretty bad. So I do my business. As I'm sitting there and I'm looking down at the floor, you know, where, where all the stalls, you know, are connected to the floor, it's, it's like three inches of grode, okay? Just dirt and grode, and I see hair, and I mean, I'm just like, what in the shite, man? So now I start looking around closer to the ceiling and the walls and everything, and there's black mold on the wall. I'm just like, what? I mean, it's, it was a nightmare, and, I, you know, I ain't got to be 100% clean because, trust me, I can rough it. But this was gross. So had to had to open the door in order to do my business, to, to clean myself, because you, you have no room to move in this thing. You know, it's it, even a small child would have trouble in these. I kid you not. This is how outdated and old this is. So guy comes walking in. My head's hanging out the stall. He's like, hey, good morning. I'm like, hey, morning. And, and just to crack a joke, I'm like, how you doing? He's like, pretty good, man. You I said, ah, oh, just wiping my ass. Everything's good. And he, he cracked it. He cracked the laugh. He, he found it funny. So clean up, get out of there. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God. And thank God I wore my water shoes that I go fishing in. Yeah, I just happened to take those because I, I started using those when I use showers. Um, so, you know, there's that. So I, I go back to the, the camper um i'm now seeing people get up and whatnot and I, I think i'm realizing more and more as i look around people are like living there this isn't just camping there are people living in their campers there like whole families living you know what i mean not like hey extended vacation you can tell they're living there and <clears throat> i'm a hillbilly from way back but these were like hillbilly hillbillies you know what i'm saying so Mama Biz, I get myself dressed, head up, do my parade, had a great day, great day with the guys and the gals up there at the parade in Grand Haven, and took lots of pictures, got overheated, had some, had some food, came back. My good friend Crystal came down uh, to visit with me because Eve was on her way in. Mama Cat was on her way in to, to stay the night with me last night at the campsite. She goes, well, hey, you know, uh, how far out are you? I just got here. I'm like, well, I'm about five minutes away. We, we just left town. Uh, Grand Haven will be there in a minute. And I said, and Crystal's coming down to stay a little bit, have a beer and visit. And she's like, oh, cool. So 
yeah, we get there, you know, we have a beer, you know, change out of our clothes because, man, we're overheated from the, you know, and it was 90-plus yesterday up there in Grand Haven. And uh, so we're cooling off, having a beer, you know, doing some bug spray because the bugs were getting bad. And Eve's like, yeah, I was going to go check out the pool. And I said, well, let's go check it out. And, you know, Crystal had to use the bathroom. So, you know, hey, we'll walk up there to the bathroom. I know we have one in ours, but, you know, she had, you know. So we walked up there. And as she's in the bathroom, Eve meets me up there. Uh, and uh, there's no water in the pool, as I said earlier on. Um, the paint's coming off the inside of the pool. There's shit laying everywhere. And, I mean, it looked like it hadn't been used in 20 years, even though we were there three years ago. So, I just, and my wife went ballistic. You know, she's like, that is, you know, fucking bullshit. Now, you know, I swear on the show, so sorry about the language. But uh, she's like, you know, that's ha- part of the thing why we, why we thought we were going to book here is because they had that pool. And I said, well, we can drive up to the beach. She's like, I don't want to drive to the beach. I work near a beach in South Haven every day. If I wanted that, I would have stayed in South Haven. And she was right. She was absolutely right. And the more I got looking around the campsite, I noticed that there's all these, like, storage trucks and stored RVs. And it it looks like Sanford and Son. I'm not kidding. I guess I hadn't noticed when I came in. But the more I looked around, it's it's like Sanford and Son campsite. You know, I was waiting to hear, yeah, it was, uh, it was frightening. So we got online and we, you know, Crystal took off, had, she had to make her drive back up to Traverse City and it was great to, to see her. Um, we get in, we have a meal, we ha- you know, we're having a couple drinks and she, my wife decided, let's get online to look at some of the reviews. I'm sure people have left reviews about here. Because, I mean, it's just a rundown. It's a rundown shithole. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, uh, the people could be as nice could be, but it's, it's either you renovate the place or you, sh- you should shut it down. That's how bad this is. No joke. It is terrible. So, and, and they were scathing reviews. And then the one people talked about that they, they were there the night of the fire when the woman burned to death in the camper. Uh, they did, and prior to the fire, they didn't have electric and had electrical issues. So, hmm wonder what started that fire. I don't even know if there's been a follow-up. Uh, it's less than a month ago. I haven't heard any more about it. <clears throat> but if you've got people writing a review telling you that there's issues with the electricity before this fire happens and then this fire takes place, you know what I'm saying? See where I'm going with this? So needless to say, after reading that, all night last night we were worried. I kept going out, checking the plug. Just craziness, okay? But it's it's a campsite that's just north of holland it's in holland uh it begins with a d sounds like two's country campground starts with a d maybe you can figure out the first name okay uh don't stay there i don't care how cheap it is do not stay there everything else is full i should have boondocked or something in walmart and uh, got by, you know, with no electricity the first night. Or what I should have done is just turn around and went home, left my camper here, and just drove up for the parade. You know what I'm saying? Never again. They got my eighty dollars. So that's my camping excursion. Uh, just a just a real terrible place. And uh, I'm sad because it has potential. If you see how it's set up and how quaint it really could be um, with just some money and updating. Uh, 
but uh, unfortunately it's it's turned into hillbilly heaven okay uh we're going to take a quick break for some music i'll be back for more right after this on the big dog show
every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Well, I've been afraid of changing Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free, it's confidential, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. Hey, you listening to this podcast, I've got a message for you. If you've drank the rest, now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. We are the Gun Barrel Coffee Incorporated team. We are united by the love of coffee, guns, freedom, and America. What started as a hobby has turned into a high-quality home-roasted coffee enjoyed by family, friends, and now the public. We are proud to donate a portion of our proceeds to the organizations who support those who serve, those who protect and defenders of our rights and freedom. Accept no other substitutes. You've had the rest. Now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. You can find the guys at GunBarrelCoffee.com.
traveling man Rich or poor, gay and straight We ain't got time for hate that we're back because it's time girls it's time it's time to let the ladies out get yourself uh, in, a, in a in an area uh, where you feel comfortable of course if you're at work as i always warn you do not do this around your employer or employees because they may not you know approve they may not like you know what i like and you like you know they, they may not appreciate the artistic value of what we're getting ready to do here so uh, here's the music. It's time for you to dance, ladies. Get them out, take them around for a walk, and enjoy yourselves.
And we are back as I chew on some chocolate. And it is dark chocolate, the best chocolate for you. Now, I try to get dark chocolates that have 75% or 80% cocoa. Uh, it's good for men. A lot of reasons. A lot to do with your prostate and other things for your health. Dark chocolate's the way to go, man. Not that cheap stuff. Go get the real stuff. Um, I wanted to thank some of our sponsors uh, to the program, which I didn't do here a couple times. Of course, Gun Barrel Coffee. You probably heard the ad uh, when we played some music. But uh, if you've had the rest, drink the best Gun Barrel Coffee. That's gunbarrelcoffee.com. They're out of Batavia, Illinois. Great guys. Go check out their coffee. And, of course, Henderson Castle. Hendersoncastle.com. Uh, it's an 1895 bed and breakfast that you can stay at. Uh, with restaurant, bar downstairs, just a beautiful place located in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo is a real place. And, of course, let's not be remiss in mentioning our friends where Mama Cat works, which is Historic Hotel Nichols, located in downtown South Haven, Michigan. Book your next stay there. Uh, So we shared the camping story. You know, as I said, I know it was long and drawn out, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, we've been to places where it could have been a lot worse you know but i don't know i don't know i don't know what to think about it you know it's just one of them things all right uh here we are we're gonna read from uh uncle john's endlessly engrossing bathroom reader 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 oh that's my that's my vein that had an echo this section is entitled it's a weird weird world and and i can attest to that i've seen a lot of weird things Won't give you the time of day. This one's entitled, Yvonne Arpa, CEO of the Swiss Wristwatch Company, say that when you're not drinking, Romain Jerome claims that two-thirds of wealthy people don't even use their watches for its intended purpose. (laughs) I tend to believe that. Anyone can buy a watch that tells time, Arpa explains, but it takes truly discerning customer to buy one that doesn't. That's the strange idea behind the company's day and night watch. It's intended to be more of a status symbol than a timepiece because it doesn't give the wearer the hour or even the minute. Only whether it's currently daytime or nighttime. Cost? Check this out. $300,000. A what? For a watch that tells you whether it's day or night. So, I, I got a few things there. So, you know... If you're blind, you wouldn't probably have a watch anyway. So I guess that, I guess that leaves that out. I'm not thinking straight. I, I've probably had too many cocktails. But unless you're a complete idiot, you obviously can look outside and see whether or not it's daytime or nighttime, right? The same. With friends like these is the next one. In 2008, a health spa in Zevnoska, Russia, dedicated a statue to an important member of its team, the Enema. We administer enemas nearly every day, said spa administrator Alexander Kurchenko. Yes, you want enema? We give you enema. Clean out your system. Cold and clean. So I thought, why not give it a monument? They commissioned a local artist, Svetlana Avankina, to create the work. She drew inspiration from 15th century Renaissance painter Sandro Bozzelli's Venus and Mars, which depicts three cherubs. Stealing a sword from the god of war. 
Evinka replaced the sword with an animus wrench. Oh, my lord. The bronze statue stands five foot tall and costs $42,000. What in the haymaker? I could have done it for $100. An enema is an unpleasant procedure, as many of us may know. Or is it? Huh? Ain't no? Nobody? What? But when the cherubs do it, it's all right, said Edrinka. Yeah, okay, you say so. At least he can't complain about the noise, is the next story we have for you. A Japanese man, name not released to the press, who lives alone, noticed that little bits of food kept disappearing from his refrigerator. So he installed a security camera in his kitchen and set it up so he could watch and you know from his mobile phone. The next day, while he was away, he saw the culprit. It was an old woman. He called the police and met them at the house where he discovered that all the doors and windows were locked from the inside. She was still in there. After an intense search, they finally found her hiding on the upper shelf of a closet. On an upper shelf of a closet? That's got to be a big shelf. When questioned, the 58-year-old homeless woman told them that she had snuck into the house through an unlocked door a year ago and had been secretly living there ever since. How'd she go undetected, they don't know, by being very quiet, apparently, and only leaving the closet to eat and use the bathroom and take showers. She hadn't left the house even once. Oh, my Lord. I've heard other stories like this, folks. I'm sure you have too, right? Where people have had, like, hidden attics or hidden rooms in their basement and some, you know, some weirdo, crazy-ass people have been living in their house undetected for months and years and watching everything they do. Ugh, creepy but creeper. Get your goats, entitled the next one. In a bid to help struggling New Zealand farmers in the midst of both a recession and a drought, in 2009, Mitsubishi Motors announced a new promotion. Anyone who purchased a Triton pickup truck would receive a free goat. Like our Tritons, goats are hardy, versatile units which will integrate directly into your existing farm operations, said company spokesman Peter Wilkins. If the purchaser did not want a goat, they offered a five-year warranty instead. And goats will eat some shit, man. You know, you get a, you get quite a few of them. You don't need a lawnmower, right? No, no lie. Check with farmers. They'll tell you. And you got trash. I mean, you know, goats will eat tin cans for the love of Pete. Craziness. End of the road. In 2009, the residents of a neighborhood in Coningsboro, England, lobbied the town council to have the name of their street changed. That's terrible. I, I won't continue that. Sorry. Even though it had gone by the name for centuries, the neighbors were tired of the tourists stopping to take pictures of the street sign. <laughs> We've had a couple of flashing uh, people there flashing their bottoms for photographs, said Paul a lot. On top of that, residents weren't getting some of their mail because delivery drivers didn't believe it was a real road. Conisbrow. Conisbrow, England. Why? Maybe that mean, must mean something in Britain, uh, British, that I don't get. The council agreed and changed the street to Archer Way. However, an internet petition has since sprung up in the effort to change it back to its original name, which come from the old English term, there you go, uh, for a communal rain barrel. Water butt is what it... it <laughs> 
Water Butt is what, what it translates into. And that was the name of the street. On Butthole Road. Okay, I get it now. You know, you, you start reading that, and they don't tell you, you know, I guess you don't get the punchline till the end. So where do you live? Uh, in Water Butt on Butthole Road. It's in the, you know, it's in Lower Michigan. It's in Colon, Michigan. You know, the ass end of Michigan. They got the National Poop Museum there. Oh, no, no kidding. I couldn't afford anything, though, because all that shit is expensive. Huh? Huh? See what I did there? According to an American Standard poll, the most popular extracurricular activity is performed in the John in three major U.S. cities. They are reading magazines or the mail in Boston, listening to the radio in Atlanta, and talking on the phone in Miami. Wow. I, I probably could have not have lost any sleep by, by knowing that. And that's another edition of Uncle John's Endlessly Engrossing Bathroom Reader. There are tons and tons of volumes of these. Check them out. They're fun to, fun to peruse. And with that, uh, we're going to play a little bit of uh, music before we end the show here. So stay tuned, folks. You're right here on the one and only Big Dog Show on Unrestricted Radio. Do yourself a favor. And your friends, go to unrestrictedradio.com, download the app, it's free. You can hear me uh, Saturdays at 7 p.m., okay, Eastern Standard Time, right here. All right, we'll be back for more right after this.
And we are back on the one and only Big Dog Show, and I want to thank you, as always, joining me here on the 8th of August, and it has been fun. Thank you for listening to my crazy camping story. Again, not over the top, not over crazy like the river story. Did not have any of those incidents uh, this time around on my vacation, so I am thankful for that. But uh, remember, folks, you can go and get yourself some Gun Barrel Coffee at gunbarrelcoffee.com. Purchase of coffee and other items that are located in their store online. Uh, Go to help out servicemen and women. Uh, They help out a lot of veteran organizations. Proceeds go to that. Also, Henderson Castle at hendersoncastle.com. 1895 Bed and Breakfast, built by Frank and Mary Henderson of the Henderson Ames Company. And uh, you can come to Kalamazoo, Michigan and spend the night in this grand house, which overlooks a cemetery. It is the diamond in the rough here in Kalamazoo. Uh, Not only does it have fine dining available, it's one and exclusive only restaurant downstairs. It also has a spirit room where you can go to the bar and have yourself a drink. Um, Also, go to www.themichigan69podcast.com. www.themichigan69podcast.com. That is my webpage, and you will find... uh, Paranormal Now, uh, which we have a ton of paranormal content for you over there uh, and podcast. And we're also bringing over some new content here soon, very, very soon. And we're excited and looking forward to it. In the meantime, check us out right here at Unrestricted Radio, Saturdays at 7 p.m., Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Unrestricted Radio. You can check us out here also for Unrestricted Paranormal. That's yours truly and Bob Penny and Elmer Boster and Shane Feek and Jennifer Griffiths uh, doing our thing. We're out here interviewing people from all over different genres of the paranormal. It could be anything from cryptid to UFOs, you know, sea monsters, uh, ghosts, afterlife. Uh, It doesn't matter. We try to cover it. So you've been listening to the one and only Big Dog Show. I appreciate it as always. And guys, if you can't be kinder and smarter, be quieter. I'm out. Have a good one, folks.